Azeroth, the history is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, uh, Wynn Stark, a.k.a. Senpai, with two Ps. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to 2020! <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> I'm finally seeing clearly! I mean, I'm not. <laughs> maybe it's just because I'm wearing contacts today. Who knows? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you are. I yeah I'm I'm a very astute person. I know it's not like my glasses aren't gigantic hearts with a bow on them or something. <laughs> this doesn't mean I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so with our new year of 2020, we get to do more work as we're all the history. I'm so excited. And something that I keep bringing up, that it actually comes up a lot, because a lot of the characters that we've covered have been elves. Ooh. We're going to talk about elves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How fitting. There was, like, a little display in the library here where yeah. we record that was talking about elves are for fantasy with, like, a bunch of fantasy novels. Yep. So how beautifully fitting that we're talking about elves today. Also... I haven't actually announced this anywhere, so I guess this will be the first announcement, maybe. I super appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm going to be getting back into cosplay. Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, I don't know when it is, because we don't have dates for FanQuest yet, but I'm going to be a demon hunter. Ooh. So therefore, I'm going to be an elf. That's exciting. Yeah. Ooh. Elves, it's coming up elves, guys. Yeah, everything's... It's the time to shine. Everything's coming up elves. Right, Russ Fox is going to get an influx of people trying to get their ears elvified. Oh, I don't think I'd go that far, but I, I, it's cool. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I'm also not saying I would, so... Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's like... <laughs> our good friend Doc, sorry, our good friend Doc <laughs> sent me, you know those headphones that you can get that have elf ears on them? Yeah. I'm like, everyone keeps sending me these because I like elves. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have enough people that try to talk to me when I have headphones on. I don't need to give them another reason to fucking talk to me. <laughs> Leave me alone. There so, is that of it all. Yeah. That's fair. So what was you, you going to say? I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> I was just going to say that it's a... Uh, lofty body mod goals if I uh, you know that's like after I retire if I'm still young and hot I'll probably get those but I doubt that's a real life thing that's gonna happen for me well I mean you can't really be young when you retire I mean absolutely you can it's called making a lot of money really quick okay yeah but I think that's getting into a discussion that's not for this podcast. <laughs> hey, that's why I said lofty. There's yeah. there's different extreme ones that are more likely to happen because I can hide them a little easier. That's fair. All right. I'm trying to be a respectable, hireable person. That's fair. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start the story about 15,000 years ago. What? what? And it actually starts with dark trolls. 
which sounds a little weird. Yeah. So, I've mentioned before, and I've I've also seen it mentioned other places and heard it mentioned other places. Trolls and elves in Warcraft are kind of like Eevee from Pokemon. If you give them something, they'll adapt to it and evolve in weird ways. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I super appreciate the use of comparing one mythical fantasy type thing with another mythical fantasy type thing to make a point clearer, except I have no frames of reference for either of those things. I mean, Eevee's kind of really well known. I really wish I was wearing my evolution shirt, because then I could actually be like, hey, look, I have a shirt, but I don't have it on me right now. <laughs> I have a coffee It's shirt okay, on. I get your point. Yeah. Um, also, if you ever mention this to a Kaldori, you're going to have a fight, because they don't like that. I, they don't like the idea that they might have um, evolved from trolls at all. Oh, you, yeah. you know, the way white supremacists have an issue with the fact that we may have evol- all have evolved from Africa. Yeah, exactly. I understand. <laughs> Some people just can't handle the truth. Those bastards. Uh, anyways, um, the Night Elves, or Kaldori in their native tongue, mm-hmm. uh, which didn't... It had a different name, but it's now known as Darnassian. Okay. Um, I don't know what the original name was. Darnastian, maybe. That surprised me. Um... They were definitely the first elves because they're the first ones that evolved uh, because of their proximity, uh, their proximity to the Well of Eternity. Um, mm. So, again, much like we crawled out of the oceans, the elves crawled out of the well. Well, I mean, no, they were living around the well, and then the magic of the well actually changed their bodies to be elves. So they they got more fingers. Like trolls only have three fingers. Yeah, they have, like, hands kind of, like, Spock, live long and prosper kind of right. thing. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Oh, man. That takes fingering to a new level. <laughs> uh, One or two, baby. And they also became quite adept at magic. Uh, uh, it also granted them immortality, like, just the actual magic of the well itself. Um, so they couldn't die from, like, old age or disease or anything. Yeah. But, like, if they were like in battle then they could still die that way okay so it's not like it's bringing them back to life or giving them the power of healing it just means that they can like in theory live forever assuming that they're like hermits or whatever i mean i think you would probably go a little bit insane if you're that much of a hermit but yeah yeah right idea well i mean small circle less chances to incite somebody to fucking murder you right that's true yeah also less disease I guess, wait, no, we talked about that. That's but not a problem. there was no disease. Ah. Yeah, I got there. I got there. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm paying attention. Um, now, you might have guessed that sh- bad shit went down after the Sundering. Um, oh, yeah. Because of Ashara's bullshit with Sargeras. Yep. Um, no one in Azeroth knew it, but, or, like, I think some of them knew it, but they didn't really want to, like, actually accept it. Um, that uh, they didn't. They didn't really know it until we actually went to Nashatar and, like, two of the ruins of Zinashari, um, that the Naga actually were transformed from elves. Okay. Yeah. I don't... I mean, they knew it was Queen Ashara that was leading the Naga. I don't think they actually really wanted to, like, accept that they were former night elves. Well, yeah, that seems like a bit of a, a pill to swallow. Yep. Um, there's something else that I had failed to mention before. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Xavius? 
from the War of the Ancients episode. He was like Ashara's advisor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he got into a fight with Malfurion. Yeah. Um, after that fight, when he was defeated, his soul was bound to a tree. Hot. And this is going to be important later. <laughs> but not right away. Um, it, so when the Sundering happened, the Night Elves all like fled to their, they, uh, their basically their other parts of their ancient land, um, yeah. Kalimdor. And Tyrande and Malfurion took up leadership of the Elves. Uh, and they started forbidding forbidding the use of magic. Because, really, when you look at it, our queen just was dabbling in all this magic. That's what kind of brought Sargeras' attention to us. This is probably bad news. We're just going to ban it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> You're like, this isn't cool. <laughs> Why are you taking away all the fun? Right? I mean, prohibition didn't work. Yeah, their actually, own drugs isn't working. I mean, they all—they also went like really, really far, like farther than even pro- prohibition in North America. Um, it was punishable by death if you were a practice practitioner of magic. So, like, yeah, dude, whoa, take about 60 percent off the top there, bud. I'd say ninety percent off the top there, bud. <laughs> I mean, a slap on the wrist here and there just gets things exciting. It—that's true, but death. Um. Before that really, like, kind of took hold, Illidan was still around, um, and he did something pretty stupid in all of this. Uh, before the well actually centered, he took three vials of water from- or, sorry, seven vials of water from it. Okay. This is important. And not necessarily all that bad in and of itself. Um, when they got to Mount Hydril, though, there was a sacred lake on top. Yeah. And, like, this is very sacred to all of Kalimdor, all of the Night Elves, all of the Kaldori. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he did next was really dumb. He took, th- he started pouring the vials into the lake. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> right? Okay. Damn it, Illidan. Because, like, if you take one good thing and you mix it with another good thing, obviously it's just going to be amazing, right? And nothing bad is ever going to happen. Nothing bad ever happens ever? Exactly. <laughs> Sunshine mean... and rainbows, right? <laughs> no. Um, by the time we got to three vials in, everybody else st- found out, like, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? And they stopped him from pouring anything else in. Well, that's good. You know, less than half. Yep. Uh, but it still created another well of eternity. So there was some fear there. So well, wh- yeah. Mm-hmm. There can't be more than one. There's only one eternity. Well, I, okay. The the well's broken at this point. It it broke. True. It's sundered. What if another one sunders? That's a terrifying question that I don't know if I want to know the answer to. <laughs> Maybe what's his name should have had that kind of a thought process before he just went and did the thing. Damn it, Illidan. God, <laughs> damn it, Illidan. <laughs> Um, so, Tyrande and Malfurion made the kind of conscious and really shitty choice of imprisoning Illidan with, uh, Maiev as his jailer. And he stayed there for 10,000 years. Ooh, that is a long time. I mean, like, but he also did done a fuck up, but that's also, like, a long time. He, he done real bad fuck up. <laughs> 10,000 years of fuck up? Yeah. Um. But as you might have guessed, they kind of also lost their immortality with the lo- with the losing of the Well of Eternity. Um, this particular well that Illidan created, it still gave them access to magical power, but didn't give them their immortality back. But they were scared about what this Well of Eternity was going to do. So Malfurion and 
um, three of the dragon aspects. Alexstrasza, the red, Lysera, the green, and Nostromi, the bronze. Um, they planted the first royal tree, Nordrasil. Basically with, like, the idea that the roots of this tree would protect this new well. And then the dragons blessed it, which granted um, the Kaldore immortality again. Yeah. So they're still immortal. Woo! At that point. Magical! Sorry, I was just trying to, like... I know. Think about <laughs> how the roots would protect a well and not, like... Well, I mean, it's going to feed from the well, but at the same time, it's, it's still kind of... Like, the way it looks in-game, it kind of looks like, um... Like, the roots kind of are like a dome around the lake. Chalk it up to <laughs> magic hoodoo. Let's just keep going. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, and also, the enchantments also help that, so... Right, yeah, exactly. Like, Dragon. magic just kind of makes it happen. Patrick. Whoa, yes. <laughs> Explanation, no need. Exactly. Just, you need to know, magic. <laughs> Sprinkle some fairy dust on it and call it good. It's like, I, I once asked a nurse if I could donate blood because I'm anemic, and I, I she asked how low my blood was, or my iron was, and I told her, and she's like, how are you still standing? I'm like, magic? <laughs> right. That's my best answer. Um... Of course, some of the elves that escaped the Sundering weren't actually ready to cooperate with the ban on magic. Well, I mean, that's... fair. <laughs> yeah, let's go with fair. Yeah. Some of the highborn, who are also called uh, Kaldore, that escaped with the rest of the night elves, um, they had actually started practicing like arc with arcane arts for over a thousand years before... Uh, before Ashara became queen. Oh, okay. And at the Sundering, she had been queen for about a thousand years. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, like, probably, like, 2,500 years they've been practicing magic. I mean, yeah, like, you can take your rules and just shove it up your ass there, boy. Exactly. Um, yeah, so a lot of them started, and because of all of that practicing of, of magic, mm -hmm. they actually developed an addiction to it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and eventually it led to a lot of them speaking out against the druids of the of the night elves. And this actually took place over centuries. Um, and then finally, we come to Dathramar Sunstrider. Uh, about 7,300 years ago, which is 2,700 years after the Sundering. Yeah. I'm throwing a lot of information at oh you. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> there are like, so many numbers. My head is swimming. Let's do this. Many years ago. Uh, Dathramar Sunstrider and his follow followers continued to study magic, even though, like, it's banned. Um, I mean, studying isn't practicing, right? Oh, like, they were, the fine line? Huh? They, were, they were doing both. <laughs> well, well, then, fuck me. <laughs> Trying to find loopholes for no goddamn reason. I mean, you don't need to anymore. It's 7,300. It's over 7,000 years ago. <laughs> Uh, they saw it as their birthright, so they're like, "We're not giving this up. Fuck you." <laughs> they especially didn't think that like people who didn't have the practice in magic were allowed to judge the safety of it. They're like, "Yeah, right. You yeah. don't even know how it works. I have a better idea of it." Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what Dathramar did was he stole one of the vials that were confiscated from Illidan. Yeah. Um, and all of the Highborn together unleashed a magical storm on Ashenvale. Well, why not? Fuck those guys. Exactly. 
You want to be afraid of magic? I'll show you afraid of magic. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds so terrifying. <laughs> Which is the point. Um, uh, the rest of the Kaldori, seeing that how many of their, like, brethren were in this, they didn't want to actually kill all of them. Fair. Also, did you know that Sistrin is a word as well? Sis- brethren and Sistrin. Oh. Mm-hmm. That... Nugget of knowledge for you. Yeah. I learned so much today. That's good. Um, So instead of punishing them with death, though, they decided, you know what? How about we just exile you? You guys go off somewhere else. And you can do all your magic all you fucking want. You can do it anywhere but here. Just fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. And the rest of the Kaldori were like, yeah, that's that's good. Peace. Bye. Goodbye. Ooh, don't let the door hit ya! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, and then as they left, they slowly lost their connection with uh, the new Well of Eternity, and they also abandoned nocturnal activity. They embraced the sun and kind of forsook the moon. Um, <gasps> Poor moon. I know. Right? What'd she ever do? I mean, especially with the moon goddess Elune. Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah. Um, they also changed physically. They became... They got shorter... So they shrank a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost their immortality. They weren't as long lived. And instead of having purple skin, they, they kind of developed more peachy kind of human tones. Okay. Yeah. Lame. Uh, yeah. So they first landed in Tiraspal Glades in the Eastern Kingdoms. Yeah. So it's like the most, like almost the most northern point, but the northern most on that side of the continent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't stay there. Uh, reason being, some of them started falling to madness. Oh, shoot. Um, and I know the reason, but I can't tell you yet, because that's a different story. <gasps> the suspense is killing me. Is it in the water? I bet it's in the water. It's actually not in the water. It's in the ground. Um, they also kind of encountered sort of the early humans of Azeroth. And then, so instead of dealing with all that shit, Daphne is like, you know what? Fuck it, let's just go north. <laughs> <laughs> North. Let's keep going. So they moved on up to um, Canada. <laughs> yes, they were in North. Can- they were North <laughs> in North Dakota. <laughs> oh, fuck that place. <laughs> it would make you mad. They moved up to Northern Ontario. <laughs> oh God, why you gotta make it worse? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> So they moved on northward, not to Canada, because Canada does not exist on Azeroth. <gasps> I'm sorry. Well. Um, Dathrobar found a lake that sat on a convergence of ley lines, so a lot of magical energy was kind of, like, piled up there. Yeah. Um, and he took the vial that he had stolen and poured it into the lake. Why not? You know, it worked last time. Yeah. Kind, kind of. And it sort of worked again this time. Um, it did create a new well, this one called the Sun Well. Okay. Um, it wasn't as powerful as uh, the original Well of Eternity or the lake at Mount Hyjal. Well, yeah, because it keeps getting more diluted, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but it, it did become powerful, and um, eventually it actually kind of grew to become even more powerful over time. Oh, snap. She, yeah. she concentrating as she gets older. Yeah. Uh, it, it also became the heart of the culture, of, of uh, the Kothalas culture. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and that's when the surrounding name became known as Quel'Thalas. Uh, and then they dropped the highborn name of the Kaldori. Yeah. They adopted Kwel'Dorai again. Mm-hmm. Or High Elves in their language. 
And oh yeah, don't we all wish we were high? Well, I mean, they're addicted to magic, so yeah, they're getting high all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and Dathomar founded the city of Silvermoon, uh, which was also protected by a barrier powered by the Sunwell. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, and then now we're going to fast forward a bunch to the reign of Anisterian Sunstrider. Okay. He's the great-grandson of Dathomar. And he had a son named Kalthos, who was who's going to be important in a minute. Okay. Um, Anisterian ruled over Silvermoon during the Troll, war- Troll Wars. I can't talk English. I swear to God. Troll Wars. Should we switch to a different language? No, because I also can't speak any other language. All right, then. <laughs> Just trying to help. <laughs> um, so yeah, Troll Wars against the Amani Empire of Trolls. Okay. Uh, he also fostered sort of an allegiance with uh, some of the early, like, I guess not really early king- uh, human kingdoms, uh, but the human kingdom of Arathor. He developed a relationship with them. Um, and his son Kelthas studied in Dalaran and became part of the Council of Six. Okay. The ruling council. Yeah. Um also, Kelthas had taken a liking to Jaina Proudmoore, which was something that I had neglected to mention on purpose in our previous episode about Jaina. Helpful. Yeah. I mean, she's a girl, alas, worthy of a fancying. And she's noble, and she's fucking powerful as shit. Exactly. You go, girl. Oh! <laughs> uh, during the Third War, when Arthas comes rolling up with his scourge, um... I hadn't mentioned the shield around Silvermoon at that point, partly because I forgot about it. <sighs> uh, but, like, the shield held up to trolls. How the fuck did Arthas get in? Well, magic. <laughs> sort of. Um, no, an elf by the name of Darkon Drathir. Darkon Drakir. Drathir. Yeah. yeah. He, he betrayed Silvermoon. And he started taking out um, some of the key members of the Convocation of Silvermoon. Well, I mean, if you're going to take out the city, you might as well, like, take them out. Yep. And, yeah, so he brought them down and brought down the shield, and that allowed Arthas to kind of bulldoze his way in. Oh, yeah. Helping uh, out my brother. Pretty much. It, it was actually for the favor of the Lich King, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Dirk- High five as they drive by. <laughs> Beautiful. Darkon's a piece of shit. Um, another thing that happened was... Uh, Arthas was actually able to corrupt the Sunwell at this time, which was not good news. <laughs> corrupt! Yeah. Uh, and then Kalthas traveled back to Dalaran, uh, from Dalaran, rather, um, to say private farewells to his father. And then he announced that his, his people were now reborn as Blood Elves, or Sindori, in honor of those that fell. Cool. Um, and I'm going to take a quick break from all this. <gasps> We gotta visit the auction house. Auction house! (laughs) Gotta buy our WoW tokens. Uh, If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpaiandbambam. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share with your friends, blah, blah, blah. You can share us with your friends, family, guildies, or whoever. Hell, even strangers in the streets. I'm not opposed to a town crier just kind of like <laughs> bull whistling. Whoa, listen to History of Azeroth. 
You get the gar- the, the the oh gosh, I'm failing here. You get the idea. Help us out. It's great. We're we're also on Podchaser, and there you can make lists on Podchaser. So we're on our like local podcast from Winnipeg list, which is pretty cool. Oh sweet, representing the city. Yeah. Uh uh. What? <laughs> Um, you can also catch our Mishima with Bam Bam series, which is available only to patrons and goes up weekly on Tuesdays. It is a hoot and a half. Yep. Um, and if you have any suggestions for that, I'll take them on Discord or by email. And yeah, it's delightful. And it makes um, Reset Day not so bad. <laughs> it's a little bonus. Yeah. Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes to join that. It is open to everyone. It is open to everyone with a patron-only section. At least I know I'm not the only one that sucks at English. I appreciate this a lot. We we make a wonderful team. I'm so glad we decided to go into radio. Exactly. <laughs> uh, today, I also want to tell you about another local podcast. Whoop. Um, I think you might actually know this one because someone we know was on an episode. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Dragon the Peg is produced by Graham Hooson. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know this one. Yay. I do. I haven't listened to it, but at least I know it exists. Yeah. Um, Graham is an absolutely wonderful person uh, and um, uh, a drag queen in their own right. And our friend who we went to school with back in high school mm. many moons ago, um, Satina Loren was on episode two. I'm so sorry if I made anyone feel old. <laughs> Today's that kind of day. I'm sorry. Oh, right, though? Like, I'm coming to terms with the fact that in the spring, like, this spring, it'll officially be 10 years since I graduated high school. And, like, have I accomplished much? <laughs> it'll be 12 <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, 10's uh, just, like, a nice round number when yeah. you start to crack. Oh, move, absolutely. Move past this crack and are now dreading the next one. Yeah. I think the next one's 15. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Dragon the Peg has also become a huge community outlet for all kinds of drag in Winnipeg, which Absolutely. is fantastic. So y'all should check it out on Facebook. I'll Heck, have yeah. If you like anything drag-related, it's going to be a hell of a good time. Yep. And uh, I also got to see uh, Graham speak at Pachakcha Night Winnipeg uh, back in November. That's awesome. Um, and it was, it was delightful. And they're such a good speaker. And mm. I appreciate them a lot. <laughs> a little golf clap for Graham. Yes. Graham? Graham? I, I, Is that they, not what you said? They were saying Graham at Pachakcha night. Okay. That's all I could say. Also, check out Pachakcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Back to the third war <gasps> on Azeroth. Oh, poor Azeroth. Never catches a break. Nope. Uh, something not so chill happened on the other side of the world, uh, on Kalimdor. Uh-oh. Uh, where the Night Elves were. Hmm. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, the Third War very much encompassed the Burning Legion coming back and being like, hey, how's it going? We're gonna take over, and yeah, nobody was cool with it. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it sounded so casual, though. <laughs> I mean, that sounded casual. <laughs> that's not how they actually went about it. Um, they brought out uh, basically, the citizens, the citizens of Azeroth brought out everything they could against Legion. Illidan from prison. <gasps> yeah. Does Illidan know where the other three vials from the Well of Eternity are? They're probably still confi- confiscated somewhere. Okay. I don't know if... I couldn't actually find where that they had put them. 
Well, that's probably for the best probably. if nobody knows where it is. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, back to the... Yeah. So, the Eridar Herkimon the Defiler comes in importance into importance here. We've talked about him before. <laughs> um, he wanted the world tree, Nordrasil. Yep. Uh, the ultimate goal being to consume the well of eternity that it har- that it harbored at its roots. Yep. Um, and it seemed like he was about to win and take over the tree because he like tried climbing the tree. Yeah. And was like about to, I guess, rip it down. I guess. Fuck it. <laughs> there is so much machinima about that. That's not even funny. Uh, but Malfurion. Well, like, though. <laughs> but Malfurion. Yes. Uh, he used the horn of Cenarius. Phallic. Uh, sure. Um, and the whips, the whips, fucking English, man. The whips answered the call of the horn of Cenarius. Okay, there we go. That is very <laughs> heteronormative. A little bit. Moisture answered in, in return to the call of the horn. Wisps, not moisture. Wisps. So, are air water sign related? Kind of. When night elves die, their souls usually turn into wisps, which are not really moisture. <laughs> that you know of. Clearly, you're just not handling them properly. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Because they're usually friendly, but if they don't like you, they can like sting you, almost like a jellyfish. Ooh. So maybe, yeah. Um, and if they really don't like you and they're angry, uh, which we're about to find out, it's really not fun. Uh-oh. <laughs> the wisps bro- broke out of the tree canopy and rushed towards Archimon, and they create a bomb out of the Eridar. Oh, wow. <laughs> they detonate him and send a wave of fire down the tree and into the surrounding lands. Eek. Yeah. And it's it's quite gruesome. Um, Scorched. So Arky's gone, so that's good. Uh, but the tree still survived. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, it was very badly damaged, though, and it actually broke the enchantments that were on the tree. Uh-oh! Um, yeah. So, the night elves lose their immortor- immortality again. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, they're still very long-lived. Maybe not, like, 20,000 years long-lived, but yeah. like, they're, they're still very long-lived. Um, uh, Illidan also made his escape at this point. Why not? You know, confusion is everywhere, and you see an opportunity, and you take it. Exactly. Um, After this, some of the druids led by Fandral Staghelm wanted to restore their immortality. Well, I mean, yeah. Yep. If you've gotten quite used to the idea of death as something that only happens to others, suddenly being faced with the prospect would probably be pretty terrifying. I mean, he also lost his son, so... Like, he lost his son in the original war against the Burning Legion way back when, so I I don't know. I don't really know exactly. I just don't think he wanted to die. I think that's what it is. Uh, Malfurion wasn't kind of cool with it, though. Uh, he kind of saw it as, like, very frivolous self-interest. Like, we don't fucking need this. Come on, just sit the fuck down. Right. <laughs> Everybody else fucking dies. We can die. Jesus. Yeah. Death is a natural part of life, y'all. How else are we going to have babies? I don't want to have a baby. Me neither. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I mean, they can still have babies. Night elves can still have babies. 
Yeah, but isn't that, like, environmentally irresponsible to continue to propagate a, pe- a species when it has no real way of, like, being killed off? You're just, like, exponentially growing your population. So that's a thing that I've been wondering about night elves as a whole, and there's not a lot of talk about it at all. It seems like there's not a lot of kids born to, to elves. At least not very often. Maybe they just have stellar birth control situation maybe maybe they do like the logical thing and all of their men get disectomies as soon as they can make babies and once they are old enough to decide they want kids they can get it reversed maybe i don't know that hey blizzard (laughs) can i know about this (laughs) i'm inquiring minds i'm curious um but malfurion fell into a coma very mysteriously and Fandral goes ahead and plants um, a few world trees, but most specifically, Teldrassil off the northeastern coast of Kalimdor. Woo! Teldrassil! That biggest beach vacay hotspot! <laughs> um, it did fail, though. The tree itself was corrupted, and the dragons refused to bless it. Well, who wants to bless something that's corrupt? That just seems counterintuitive. Yeah. Unless you're trying to, like... Yes, but I don't think it, I don't think their blessings actually work that way. Um, well, then what kind of fucking good are they? <laughs> um, Rip off. <laughs> they still built the city of Darnassus in the tree to be their capital, and a lot of people did settle in the tree itself. Well, that's nice. Now you might be wondering, why was this new world tree corrupted? Why was it corrupted? Remember Xavius? The guy <laughs> who got merged with a tree. Yeah. Was he that tree? No. Did he Fan- fuck that tree? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's got to be some tree fucking somewhere. No. Uh, Fandrell took a bit of the tree that Xavius was yeah. and grafted it onto Teldrassil. Why not? For the fucks of it, I guess. <laughs> and it started spreading the corruption, which was super great. Everyone was so pleased. Yeah. Also, we didn't find out till later, like later, 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 but um, Fandrell was also responsible for Malfurion's coma, so you know he can just go get fucked. Jesus, Fandrell, get it together! By the way, everything is his fault. I seriously believe this. So much shit would not have happened if he just, like, sat the fuck down while you're joking. Oh, God, don't we all know somebody like that? <laughs> just sit down. Shut up. Put your hands between your knees or something. <laughs> fuck. I can't wait to talk more about Fandrell and his whole situation, but, like, everything is his fault. <laughs> We're yeah, gonna... Jerry. <laughs> We're going to go back, though, to the now Blood Elves in blood the Eastern elves. Kingdoms. Sexy. Um, so, Kalthos completely abandoned Dalaran in order to lead his people. Yep. Uh, when he first got back, most of the elves were, like, a little cold towards him because they were like, well, he just kind of left us. For Dalaran, so what makes us think that you're not going to abandon us again? They need some stability, Dandrin. Mm. That's so not right. <laughs> Kalthos. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say he did like forsake the crown of Kalthos, and he he named his father as like the last true king of Silvermoon, and then just left the crown. So he just he he just ruled. He just wasn't actually. A king. Well, that just yeah. seems like semantics. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, another thing is, elves as a whole were quite xenophobic. They didn't want to. They didn't want to have any kind of contact with anybody else. 
um, and they very they were very isolationist. And then he was like, but I want to travel and talk to people. <laughs> I want to see all sorts of people. I can show you the world. I mean, we're about to get into some other shit that he's done. <laughs> um, at this point, though, there was some fear that the trolls may move in on the Sunwell again, or some other catastrophe might happen. Well, yeah, because, like, trolls would just be a total fucking catastrophe. Exactly. Well, I mean, they were planning on destroying it, so. Mm. So he planned to destroy it himself. If you can't have it, nobody can. Kind of. Um, so he used three moon crystals to destroy it. Oh, very Sailor Moon. Yeah. Actually, when I was writing this, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the, it, it, they, they stayed intact but they were altered. And um, so he kept them in his possession. Now, Got a pocket full of crystals, pocket full of crystals. Is this like pocket full of Hawthorns, but crystals? Maybe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, this also left the elves with some sort of withdrawal that they didn't really understand. We understand that it was their addiction to magic. Yeah. And the fact that they were cut off from it, um, but they didn't really know that yet. I hurt. Why? Yeah. Um, so then Kelthos set off to some other duties. So he led some Duty. of his... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I did proofread this, too. <laughs> he led some soldiers to the surrounding area of Dalaran, um, mm -hmm. where the Scourge was kind of most at its peak, I guess, uh, where he met with Maiav Shadowsong and Tyrande Whisperwind. Ooh, to Rhonda. Yeah. Night elves in this area. What? Yeah. <laughs> so Mayav, I, I mentioned, was Illidan's jailer. Yep. So with Illidan being gone, they were trying to hunt him down. Well, obviously you gotta blame the jailer. Well, no, because they specifically let him out so that he could help them fight against the Burning Legion. But then he didn't cooperate and go back in. <laughs> well, yeah. Would you? No, I'm out. You let me out. I'm out now. It's fair. <laughs> so yeah, they're telling him, and then Kel's like, you know what, he could be responsible for some of the shit that's happening around Dalaran right now. Like, maybe let's go check this out. I'll help you. So, off they go together. Um, Kael'thas had, like, some supplies in a village nearby uh, that he had kind of hidden there. Mm -hmm. So they went to collect them, and were ambushed by Scourge, who were kind of lying in wait. Uh-oh. Super creepy. <laughs> uh, and then while escaping, Tyrande stayed on the bridge uh, that Kale and Maev ran across. And the bridge fell away, and she was swept down the river. <gasps> How tragic. Yeah. Uh, Maev and Kale, though, continued to track Illidan, because obviously that was more important. Right? Who needs that bitch? And they tracked him to Dalaran. Oh, wow. Uh, and then on the way, they meet up with Malfurion, who's also now hunting his brother <laughs> well like that's all band together and you know three heads are better than two it's true we lost that chick head might as well get another dude in this <laughs> um he told them that illidan was using an object called the eye of sargeras and um he had been tasked by the by kill jaden of the burning legion to break the frozen throne at this point oh yes so this is the spell that was like trying to essentially break the Lich King. Yeah. Um, 
Except that it didn't work. It just weakened his power over some of the Scourge that were in the area. Okay. Um, and so, but obviously the Scourge had wanted to stop it, hence why, like, they were being told, like, go fucking stop this guy. Yeah. Hence all the attacks. Hence the Roonies. Uh, yeah. Um, and the reason being, he couldn't actually complete the ritual that he was trying to do because they stopped him. Which, <gasps> you know what? Now that I think about it, had he been able to complete that ritual, we would probably not be in the mess that we're in. Oh, hindsight. Fuck. There's always a coulda, woulda, shoulda. But didn't. It's true. Anyway. so, mask rip. Yep. Um, so then he and Malfurion rush off to save Tyrande. Yeah. And she is still alive, so we're good there. Well, that's good. Thank goodness for that. And then Kale sort of went off to rebuild some of the surrounding observatories close to Dalaran. Uh, the orders of a very bigoted human marshal. He's a dick. <laughs> Aren't all human marshals? Uh, I mean... I know it's not fair to say, but, you know, not, stereotypes. Uh, stereotypes, yes, but not all of them were. But this guy was so much so that I didn't even write down his name, because fuck him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> General Who's It's What. <laughs> Uh, at Lordomir Lake, Kale ran into a problem. The shipyard was destroyed, and he had no way of, you know, moving around. Oh, no. Because he had no ships. <gasps> so, lucky for well, him. ships. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, lucky for him, someone comes along to help him. Oh, isn't that nice? A naga. Oh, how sweet. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you, but thanks. I mean, I certainly don't, but that's me. Um, Lady Vosh was once one of the handmaidens to Ashara herself, and she now led her own kind of sect of Naga. Yeah. Um, and she had already allied herself to Illidan, fa- uh, facilitating his escape from Kalimdor, and he ordered her to find more allies when she found Kelfa. Well, I mean, more allies is always better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the two of them teamed up and laid waste to the undead around the area. How romantic. Which is good. Um, afterwards, Kale confided in Vosh about the emptiness that the Blood Elves were feeling since the destruction of the Sunwell. Mm-hmm. And Vosh was like, oh yeah, I know about this. Y'all are addicted to magic, guys. <laughs> Mic drop. Yep. Um, Vosh guessed that it was, so, like, without some sort of constant supply of magic. Yeah. That their withdrawal could be fail. Ooh. Yeah. So some serious shit. And while they were talking, the Grand Marshal approached, and his men saw Vash escaping, and they arrested Kael'thas for treason. <gasps> dun dun dun! Yeah. Uh, Vash freed Kale and his soldiers uh, fled through the portal where Illidan was waiting on the other side. Oh, snap. The other side of this portal being Outland. Huh. Yeah. At this point, Illidan had dropped the guise of working with the Legion, uh, and fled to Outland, basically to take it over as his own. Yeah. Um... Meanwhile, the Blood Elves that did not accompany Kale on his attempts to cult Scourge rebuilt what they could of Silvermoon under Lorthamar Theron, who started acting as regent of Quelthalos. Cool. Lorthamar's cool, guys. I like him. Um, Kale and Vosh searched for days for Illidan, and Maiev also followed because she was trying to capture Illidan uh, and bring him back to prison. Still. <laughs> wow. Right? <laughs> Have you tried getting better at your job? <laughs> I mean, she did very well. And she does end up capturing him again, but that's another story. Um, 
Time management. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, finally, Kalethos and Vosh saved him, and he shared his plan with the two of them. Cool. Basically, to uh, basically to rid Outland of demonic influences. Seems like a good enough goal. I'd say a little lofty, because I mean it was kind of their world at that point, but still, st- still a good goal. I appreciate you, Illidan. Um, Kalthas had hoped that Illidan might have a cure for the Blood Elves' addiction to magic, but he did not. He instead offered them a supply of magic to still feed them. <laughs> so I notice you've got this addiction. How about I become your new dealer, buddy? <laughs> Pretty much. Those um, withdrawals are hurting you, aren't they? <laughs> Don't worry, I got your fix. <laughs> so Kel pledged his loyalty and became second in command to Illidan. Well, yeah, you're gonna hook me up. Consider this arm yours, mm-hmm. as long as there's a tap attached to it. Yep, going in. So, we're gonna skip a bunch of stuff here because it's not pertinent to the story of the elves as a whole. Cool. Fuck all you guys. Sorry. Well, we'll. I mean, we'll go. We'll go more into it at, at some point in the future. Oh, of course we will. Yeah. Plans. Many plans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Willidan, though, did have to go back to go try and kill Arthas um, before he could put on the Helm of Domination at one point. Haha, <laughs> too late! Yeah. Doesn't work. Well, th- th- this was still before he got to the Helm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so he did bring some of the Blood Elves with him. Posse. Yeah. And so a lot of the elves that died on this mission to try and kill Arthas, because obviously it failed, yep. um, they were raised as uh, vampire blood elves known as the Sand Lane or Dark Fallen. I mean, hot. Yeah. You know what I just watched the other day? Hmm. Queen of the Damned. Ooh. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched that one. I know. We watched the interview one before it. It was a good time. Um, another key thing that happens while Lorthmar is busy cla- uh, reclaiming Clothalos Kale sends back some magisters to help teach the Blood Elves how to reclaim their magic. Uh, so this does include forcibly taking the magic from arcane creatures. Oh. Okay. Kind of not cool. Um, it also did include a stipulation that like you shouldn't overindulge. Just take what you need. Practice good judgment. So, I mean, I guess there are some good practices in there, but maybe call the ethics department. <laughs> right? You're like... <laughs> So, like, okay. <clears throat> Hypotheticals time. Okay. You're an arcane creature. Yes. You've been captured by a night elf or whatever. Blood elf, yes. Yeah, blood elf. Uh, do they have to take it all? Do you die? Or can there be, like, a consensual exchange of, here's some of my arcane power, give me some of your flubelberries or whatever, and, like... So the arcane creatures that they usually took from were like things like mana worms, so they weren't sentient. Um, in the Burning Crusade video, uh, like trailer, it showed a blood elf actually robbing it of its life. I don't know if they can just like true blood it and take like just a little bit at a time. I don't know. Right. Um, should figure it out, blood elves. Yeah. Come on. Fuck. Just because you're monsters doesn't mean you have to behave like monsters. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're all monsters. They do eventually beat their their uh, addiction. Well, that's good. Rehab works. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
There were still problems with the magic addiction, though, and Blood Elves who couldn't handle their withdrawal ended up uh, kind of, like, devolving into some sort of undead-esque kind of creature that became known as the Wretched. Okay. Um, they also served as a reminder of what can happen if you don't keep your addiction in check. I mean, yeah. Uh, to the remaining Blood Elves, so... An important Nothing thing. like some propaganda to scare you straight. I, I don't even know if I'd necessarily pr- say propaganda, considering they're right fucking there out in the forest. Fair. Lorthamar... <laughs> uh, um, so, in order to find help for this new issue, Lorthamar started reaching out for allies. Um, Silvermoon had long since broken ties with the humans, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, they were kind of a needed friends now. So I reached out. Hey, and- what's up, guys? I know, a long time, no chat. Well, he didn't reach out specifically to the humans, but he just kind of, like, put some feelers out. And who was at the end of one of those feelers? Sylvanas Windrunner. <gasps> Whoa! The new ruler of Lordaeron. What's up, girlfriend? Yeah. Only um, besties? <laughs> I mean, before her death, they didn't really get along. After her death, they still didn't really get along. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you hate a girl until you don't. I guess. I guess. Sure, let's go with that. Anyways, um, at this point in her history, Sylvanas considered herself to be loyal to Quel'Thalas. Yep. Um, and she was now allied with the Horde as Queen of Lordaeron, and so she was kind of the key go-between and why the Blood Elves eventually joined the Horde. Sweet! Uh, what also helped with that was the fact that literally the Blood Elves hate the Night Elves with the power of a thousand suns. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, that also fed into that, and of course the, the Night Elves are now allied with the Alliance, so... Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fuck all y'all, bitches. Um, that's kind of it for the evolution of Night Elves and Blood Elves. Uh, except that also not, because we also know that there's more elves. There's always more. Yeah. Let me check between the couch cushions. I think I found another one. It's <laughs> 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 good. Um... <laughs> So we got to go back in time a little bit again. Back to the time of the Sundering. Ooh. Again, back to 10,000 years ago. Whoa. Um, the Night Elven city of Suramar, led by Elisand, mm-hmm. um, had decided that they weren't exactly fans of uh, Shara's new buddy-buddy deal with Sargeras. Fair. Um, one of the biggest reasons for this was because she was actually using the original Temple of Elune to help ferry his demons onto Azeroth. Oh, snap. Nothing yeah. like profaning a temple. Right? Um, so they ended up erecting a dome around their city, shutting themselves out from the outside world. Smart. Yeah. Uh, there are some pretty obvious detriments to this plan. Uh, for one thing, they had no idea if anything else outside the dome existed after the Sundering. Well, fair. <laughs> um, they assumed that they had been the sole survivors. Egotistical. <coughs> yeah. Um... Uh, their food supplies also waned. Well, I mean, yeah, you kind of, like, cut off all your outside resources there. There's no farms anymore, so... Right. Yeah. Um, but they had the Nightwell, which is a powerful font sustained by one of the Pillars of Creation. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. Um, since they required the Nightwell for sustenance, it was less of an addiction and more of just, like, their... their it was their food. 
Yeah. So, it wasn't really an addiction. Um, and they made arc wine to take in the energies of the Nightwell as well. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and it slowly evolved them again, turning them into the Nightborn, or Shaldorai. Ooh! Um, this isn't the first we see of the Nightborn when we get to the Broken Isles. Mm-hmm. We also see the Nightfallen, who are newly exiled elves from Soromar, who were trying to sate their um, arcane hunger. And if they fail to do that, they start to wither to the point of no return. Ooh. Uh, and they become the Withered, which Eek. is really sad. Um, we actually see one Nightfallen na- by the name of Runus, the... can't remember his full title. Um, he actually literally slips away from us in, like, such a heartbreaking way. Like, when we first see him, he's like, no! Like, get away from my magic, blah, 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 like, all this shit. And then we slowly see him, like, devolve, and then he's, like, at the very end, he's like, I can't see you. Oh, shit. I cried. Heartbreaking. <laughs> so heartbreaking. I can see why they call him the wretched. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, Le- Legion did a lot of tear-jerking <laughs> for me. <laughs> um... Finally, though, we get to Suramar to meet with the Nightfallen, who was asking for help, and we meet Thalissa for the first time. Hmm. Uh, we learned from her what happened in Suramar before the dome was lowered. Yeah. Uh, the Legion came back to Azeroth again for the for what is Legion. Yeah. Um, and Elisan agreed to their ultimatum, which was basically like, uh, you get to keep the Nightwell, or we get the Nightwell, and you get to live. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Seems fair. Yeah. Not everyone was cool with this, though. Mm, also uh, fair. <laughs> the Lysra led the rebellion herself mm-hmm. um, and staged a coup, and, which ultimately failed, and she was exiled and cast out to wither while she watched the Legion take hold of her city. Oh, shit. It's really sad. Yeah, sounds kind of depressing. Yeah. Um, so we fight through some of the Withered with her to Shalaran, uh, which is an underground ruin that seems to be safe from the Withered, since they won't actually go in. Okay. Um... It, w- it hasn't been revealed what the original purpose for this place was, but the Nightfall and Resistance, uh, that's, like, kind of our headquarters at that point. Sweet. So, um, and it helps us rekindle the fight against the city and the Legion. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Uh, we grow a tree in the center of this ruin called the Arkandor. Why not? Um, Trees are symbolic, and we've got a couple of those already this episode. Yep. Many trees. Out of the trees. <laughs> Uh, and we slowly nurture it to grow. Uh, and the fruit that it yields actually cures the Nightborn of the requirement of the Nightwell completely. How cool is that, right? So, like, they eat it and they never need to eat again? I think they still need to eat, but they don't need the Nightwell. Okay. Yeah. Um, and later they let the Nightwell crumble. Yeah, fuck that thing. Yeah. Don't need that. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Uh, part of this rebellion also does include the Horde and the Alliance teaming up against the Legion with the Nightborn. Yep. Um, Tyrande's kind of a dick at this point. Well, yeah. Uh, her first words to Thalysra are literally a challenge, basically saying, like, you turn tail once, what makes you, like, are you going to do it again? Like, how can I trust you, really? That seems to be, like, a common conversation. Mm-hmm. Almost like when you betray people, they remember it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, that reminds me. <laughs> uh, Critical Role, they do a show called Tox Machina. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly what they said to Brian, but the, the little thing popped up in the corner that said, Brian will remember this. 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> it's like in video games when like you say something to a character and it's like, oh, they'll remember that. Uh, that's a thing that happens in video games? Yeah. Cool. In many video games. Well, legit. Why didn't you know it? <laughs> so Thalystra will remember this. Um, I think the reason for this being is that Taranda's actually from Suramar. Like, that's where she was born and raised. Yeah. So I think it stung a bit when they brought up the shield and cut themselves off. Well, yeah. Yeah. You cut uh, me off, bitch. Yeah. It's quite rude. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Lady Liadrin of the Blood Elves of Silvermoon is a lot more cordial and a lot more polite. Um... Especially with understanding what the Nightborn have gone through with their, um, I guess, requirement of sustenance from the Nightwell. Yeah. It's like, well, we were we were in the same thing, like, what, nine years ago? And we only rid ourselves of that addiction, like, five years ago? So we get it. We get you. Some understanding Compassion. Here. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's helpful. Yeah. So, and it was Liadrin that helped bring the Nightborn into the ranks of the Horde. Sweet. Uh but before I get into that, I want to touch on something else first. Um, with the continued war against the Legion, uh, Illidan, who's, you know, back yet again, <laughs> yeah, opens a dimensional uh, dimensional rift to the Legion planet of Argus, where we know that the Draenei are from. Sweet. <clears throat> oh, man, sorry. I was instantly distracted by the words dimensional rift because that's the name of, like, a really ghetto music festival that happened twice out out here in Winnipeg. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. Music festivals. <laughs> Mind instantly diverted. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's not your fault. That's just me. Yeah. Um, we find some pretty important people here who have been missing since, uh, I think, the Second War. I think just after the Second War they went missing. Um, Illyria Windrunner, the eldest of the Windrunner sisters. Ooh, snap. Sister to Sylvanas. <gasps> um, Them windrunners be running real windy. <laughs> uh, she had been with some of the others on Draenor when it had been torn apart. Yep. Um, and started merging with the Twisting Nether. Uh, with yeah. her mate Terralion. Twisting Nether merge, am I right, lady? God damn it. I can't even say anything about this because it's not like I wrote that part. That's that's literally the fucking name of it. <laughs> Thanks, Blizzard, you dirty dogs. With her mate Terralion, uh, Illyria allied herself with one of the Naru Zira and the Army of the Light. Except kind of not entirely. She wasn't really buying all of this, like, almost fanatical um, sort of allegiance with the Light, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. Uh, with time being weird in the Twisting Nether, their own war against the Legion actually lasted a thousand years. Oh, shit. Um, during that time, she pushed for information about the Void. Yeah. Um, which was kind of not cool <laughs> with Zira, <laughs> who's being of light. Um, uh, but she she began uh, kind of working with Void magic and practicing with that. Uh, and Trallion was granted immortality by Zira. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, eventually, Illyria learned about Locust Walker, who's uh, an ethereal being, mm -hmm. uh, who had a powerful mastery over the Void. Uh, she wanted to meet this being. Eventually, she was captured by the Legion and imprisoned uh, on one of their worlds, and lo and behold, she got her wish. Locust Walker was her fellow prisoner. Woo! Um, Take that, bitch! Exactly. 
So Locust Walker began teaching her, like, how to use the void and retain her sanity. Yeah. Which is very important. I mean, yeah, gotta toe that line. Yep. Um, so controlling the whispers was a big thing. Making sense of everything the light and shadow showed her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the beginning of the Void Elves, but she hasn't quite made it there yet. Okay. Uh, she was later imprisoned by Zira because she refused to stop using Void magic. Yeah. Um, which Zira was not cool with. Uh, you should not be doing that, girl. Exactly. Um, she ends up escaping and rejoining the Army of the Light on the Vindicar, which okay. is our new inter- interdimensional ship Woo. that we used to get to Argus. And here, Illyria and Turalyon are reunited with their son, Erator. That's good. Um, as Reunited yeah. so good. As well as Illyria's youngest sister, Verisa. Cute. Yeah. Yay, sisters! Woo! Um, Illyria then sets out with us uh, on a portion of Argus called Makari. Cool. Uh, where she found evidence of a darkened Naru called Lura. Snap. Yeah. Um, we help her fight through to Lura, and under Locust Walker's guidance, she actually absorbs the Naru. Oh, shit. Uh, which grants her her own mastery over the Void powers oh, that she has. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. And this is the true beginning of the Void Elves. Because, like, she gets, like, a fancy void form. Like, she kind of looks like a negative. Oh, weird. It's so cool. Nice. Yeah. And then Illyria also found out about the fate of Sylvanas uh, as being the war chief of the Horde. And she was kind of upset about that. Um, it was the Horde that, uh, well, it was specifically the orcs that had originally attacked Qualthalos during yeah. the Second War. Those bastards. Yeah. And so she's like, how could she allow herself to, how could she ally herself with these, like, these monsters? Like, she really saw them as just nothing but brutish monsters. Um, so it didn't sit well with her. So when it comes for the alliance, when it comes time for the alliance to reach out for more allies, Illyria agrees. Um, and she allies herself and her followers to the alliance. Oh, shit. Yeah. Take that, sister. I mean, sort of. We kind of need to help, like, create some of the others kind of thing. Like, we have to help reunite all of them. Yeah. Um, so, back on Azeroth, some of the Blood Elves had already been studying the Void, thinking that it would be kind of um, paramount to the defense of Silvermoon. Yeah. And when they were told by Silvermoon to, you know, stop dabbling in Void, they were exiled when they refused. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lots of exile in this Right? Story. You get out of here! You, you, you get out! Every, everybody out! <laughs> All of you, all just out. Yep. Uh, we do follow that. We do follow them. But before that can happen, Illyria, Illyria, rather, I can't talk anymore. Um, she plays a surprising part in the induction of the Nightborn into the Horde. Okay. Yeah. On her way to track the Blood Elves that had been dabbling in the Void Magic before, yeah. she decided that she was like, I kind of really need to see the Sunwell one last time. Before just I before I go. Yeah. Um, and so. It happens to be when Leadrin is bringing Thalysra to meet Lorthamar and Silvermoon. Oh, look at that timing. Yeah. So, I can't fully go into what happened in the Sunwell, like, kind of between Kalthos and this. Mm-hmm. Just know that it's there. Okay. Um, Mystery time. Yeah. We'll, we'll go into it at some point, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Um, together with the Horde Adventurer and some entourage, Thalysra, Lorthamar, and Illyria travel to the Sunwell. Sweet. And then some void beasts start following Illyria, and they're trying to corrupt the Sunwell. Less sweet. (laughs) 
During the small battle while closing the void portal, Thalissa is impressed by Lorthamar's dedication, and she pledges the allegiance to Suramar, of Suramar to the Horde. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. New people for the Alliance, new people for the Horde. Yeah. Hello. Uh, well, kind of yet. We're, we're not quite there with the Alliance yet. Because now we follow Illyria to meet... Uh, the Alliance now meets her um, to track the Blood Elves that were playing with the Void Magic. Oh, yeah. Um, so we help her track down Magister Umbrick, who's the leader of the elves that had been exiled. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't find him just yet. We find some of his notes. And he reads, he, uh, he wrote about uh, a void world called Telogris Rift. Cool. That's a hard word. I fucking hate that word. Yeah, it seems like a mouthful. Ugh. Everything's a mouthful in Azeroth. Yeah, it is. Um... That one was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> when she rips open a void portal for us, we come face to face with Umbrick himself. Oh no! Uh, and then we have to battle through a small piece of the void world, uh, attempting to unlock its powers. Yep. Only to be interrupted by another Prince on. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Crowded. Yeah. Very crowded. Although it's void, so. I mean, there's a lot of space in space. You're getting in my space's space, bruh. <laughs> um. This was a truly corrupted ethereal being, uh, completely taken over by the Void, uh, and who had attacked the Sunwell while Illyria was there. Okay. Um, and he, he he tried to tempt the elves into completely giving themselves over to the Void, mm-hmm. and then Illyria fought that, uh, eventually saving Umbric and his followers from madness. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta fight those fuckers off. Yep, and then she offers to help them learn their own control of the Void. Important. And then they become the Rendorite. Or Ooh. Void Elves. And Shablamo. Yeah. And that's the elf. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Take that, elves. We done talked about y'all. Yeah. Um, now let's get into some trivia. <gasps> trivia! I'm going to start with the Horn of Cenarius. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Mostly so I can get this shit out of the way. <laughs> um, it was actually made by a custom instrument. Okay. Uh, at BlizzCon 2019, they made a joke saying that the composer, Glenn Stafford, went out in California, found the tallest tree, and carved the horn from the wood. Yeah. That part wasn't true. Cool. But it was a funny story. <laughs> well, yeah. You like to do, like, the best horns come from <laughs> the biggest wood. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, not this one. Um, so if you, if you that's had... what the guys all want us to think. Anyways, if you want to check this out when it eventually goes uh, public for everyone, it's the quarter century of audio for Warcraft. Um, but he, no, he experimented with a whole bunch of stuff, including PVC piping, metal piping. Um, the finished horn itself was an industrial foam pipe aimed into a metal pot huh. for like the, the big sound at the end. So that's really Neat. cool. Um, Teldrassil is the starting area of the Night Elves. Cool. And now dead. <laughs> Oopsie. Now, now burned to a crisp. How fitting. Uh, how dare you say that? <laughs> oh, that look. I'm wounded. Yeah, if looks could kill, you'd be dead. <laughs> I mean, every five minutes that we record since the first episode. Yeah, what's your point? <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that they've started introducing in WoW is heritage armor for the original races. Okay. Um... 
And for the Blood Elves, which is a, a newer thing, yeah, um, you actually play through Arthas advancing onto on Silvermoon, Ooh. which is really cool. Wow. Um, Lorthamar's last name Theron translates to hunter in Greek. Sweet. I thought you'd appreciate that. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Blood Elves have been described as the rock stars of World of Warcraft. Ha! Slender, regal, rich, all that shit. Became addicts, got clean, now they're doing well. (laughs) 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 Oh, except if you're a celebrity and you were an addict and then you got clean, you pudge out a bit and you said they're slender, so. I mean, yeah. Nothing helps with coke cravings like donuts, am I right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Malfurion wrote a book called The Encyclopedia Botanica. Botanica? Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) I read it, I'm like, I can't not include that. (laughs) Uh, Some of the racial tensions between night elves and blood elves can still be felt. Um, In the novella A Good War Leading into Battle for Azeroth, Malfurion has a pretty heated discussion with the Blood Elf about how the Highborn had been treated and how that still ripples through the generations. Yeah. That's definitely a thing that happens. Yeah. Generational trauma, yo. Yeah. Um, Something that even I know well. Absolutely. As a native person. So, yeah. There you go. Um, Kael'thas is one of the bosses that we face for the 15th anniversary raid as well. Cool. Uh, As is Lady Bosch. Lady Bosch! And Orkabod's actually in there, too. That's that's the Burning Crusade crew that we fight. Awesome. Is Bosch, then Kael'thas, then Orkabod. Nice. <laughs> uh, now, voices. Uh, Lorthamar was originally voiced by Dave Malo up until 5.1. Patch 5.1, I say. I should say. Cool. Um, he's had a myriad of other voice roles in anime and video games. Um, he's honestly been so much... The one that I'm going to mention that he was the original Anjumon in Digimon. Sweet. <laughs> cool. Did you not watch Digimon? No. Aw. I'm that nerd. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that one was cool. Uh, since patch 5.1, Lorthamar has been voiced by Gideon Emery. Cool. Um, again, another actor who's been in so fucking much. And so I picked a role that I thought you'd appreciate. He's Poseidon in God of War 3. Cool. <laughs> Um, Felicera is voiced by Sally Safiati, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she has a number of other TV and game roles. Um, the one that I chose to kind of showcase here is she was in Monster High. She's Claudine Wolf and Cle- uh, Cleo Denial. Hmm. Yeah. I thought that was neat. Um, Illyria was voiced by Claire Corbett in the audio play A Thousand Years of War which served to tell the story of where she and Turalyon had been when they had gone missing. Oh, snap. Yeah. Which it, it's really good, though. I super, super, um, go listen to it. I, I recommend <laughs> it. I lost the word recommend. I highly recommend it. I'm tired. <laughs> super duper, guys. Super duper super recommend. <laughs> Um, she doesn't have a lot of other named roles, but one of her best known ones is uh, she's Hildur in Little Big Planet Three. So I thought that was cool. Cool. Um, Illyria is voiced in Wow by Mara Juno, 
or do not. I'm not sure how to pronounce that one either. I'm sorry. I fuck up names all the time. Names are hard. They are. Um, she doesn't have too many credits as of yet, uh, but she's the computer in the new Charlie's Angels movie. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, and she's Storm in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, and I absolutely love it when a person of color gets cast as a person of color. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, I'm so excited about that part. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tiranda seems to have always been voiced by Elisa Gab- Gabrielli. Um, she's Laura Tucker in South Park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she also has a lot of other roles um, and, and does a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes ADR work, too. Nice. Uh, Malfurion has also always been voiced by Ed Trotta. I couldn't find a lot of other roles from him, but he's also Tyrael in uh, Blizzard's other game franchise, Diablo. Sweet. Diablo 2. Nice. Uh, Thos was voiced by Clinton Flynn. He was also Timon in the Timon and Pumbaa TV series from nice. back then. Yeah, not not the movie Timon. No, nobody can replace Nathan Lane. Of course not. Although Billy Eichner did a good job. <laughs> did it justice. <laughs> uh, and Lady Vosh was voiced by Barbara Goodson. Another dizzying array of roles. I'm choosing Rita Repulsa from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the kind of nerd I am. She's also Alex Straza in WoW. Sweet. So there you go. Yeah. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We record at the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill makerspace. Um, our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find all of his work on his website, incompetech.com. Our wonderful artwork is by our friend Ben Hopper. His Instagram is ScorpioSuka7 if you would like to check out more of his work. Also, he helped me with um, my first video went live for Want to Buy Gold. Oh, uh, yes. Back at the end of November. Very exciting. Yeah, and uh, he helped me with the tooltips. Oh. That were phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. So Thank you, Ben, ben. And congratulations to you for having your first video up on that. That's super exciting. I was so sad when, like, a couple days later, another video came up on one of my gold channel because then it automatically cleared mine from my notifications. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so this has been Azeroth, a history about elves. Elves. Yeah. Sweet. I feel learned it did. Yeah. I like elves. I really do. Doc hates that I like elves. <laughs> well, I mean, Doc can go fuck himself. <laughs> I mean, no, because I like Doc. What, you don't think you'd like it? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm Senpai. I'm Bam Bam. And we'll notice you next time. Bye. <laughs>